Good morning, church. And happy birthday, Emmanuel TV. Yes, a million thanks are not enough for Jesus Christ, who made it possible for us to be together in his name. A million thanks are not enough for Jesus Christ, who gave us the medium of Emmanuel TV, whereby millions of viewers around the world can join us together in Jesus' name. Let us give thanks to Almighty God as we have our seats in the presence of the Lord. Good morning, church. I don't know if you saw the recent news. Last year, a famous painting was sold, a Picasso. The new owner invited art collectors from across the country to admire his new painting. He was shocked when he discovered it was a counterfeit. He had spent millions for it. Months later, a grandmother passed away in her farmhouse. Among the belongings they auctioned off was an old discarded picture. Her family was shocked to discover it was an original. For years, they had treated it as nothing. People of God, this is what the devil has done in our lives. He wants fake to stand in the place of truth and darkness to stand in the place of light so that no one can find their way to their true value. But you are an original. Satan has a photocopy. He's trying to get you at all costs. He's trying to cover your worth and value, destroy your destiny, and sell you off as a counterfeit. People of God, we should not make this easy for the devil. You see, Satan desires to have you as he begged permission from God to have Job. But this time, he's starting from the womb. Remember the warrior Gideon. He once questioned his value because of the family he was born into. In Judges chapter six, he said, but my clan is the weakest and I am the least in my family. Moses once complained about the disability he was born with. In Exodus 4, he said, but I have never been eloquent. I am slow of speech and tongue. Even prophet Jeremiah once questioned his weak beginnings. In chapter 1, he said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. Satan showed them the circumstance of their birth and almost sold their destiny. Tell your neighbor, don't let Satan sell you off as a counterfeit. I remember a story my father told me on my 21st birthday. The family had come together to celebrate and we were sharing stories of how God had rescued us from our crazy childhood. And my dad decided to tell me the story of my birth, the circumstances concerning my birth. He started, Angela, 
I'm so glad you're having such a happy birthday because you were always such a sad little baby. I was sad? So I asked him, how do you know I was sad? I was just a baby. And he answered, because you cried all the time. You cried and you cried and you cried until you were almost five. Everything you did was in tears. Now, my family had raised me in church. You may have even seen them here in the synagogue or at a crusade with us. This is the evidence of God's love in their life. And we love each other very much. But my dad explained that when they first married, they were very young. And they prayed for a baby, and God blessed them with a sweet, adorable daughter, my older sister. There she is. They were happy. They were complete. They were the family they had always dreamed about becoming. But suddenly, the honeymoon ended. Marriage became difficult. Money became tight. And my sister was still in diapers when my mother announced, we've had an accident. My dad was so upset, he said he ran out of the house. My mom locked herself in the room crying. They were wondering, how are we going to manage another baby? And all too unexpectedly, three became four. Another mouth to feed, another diaper to change, another baby to clothe. <laughs> this is me and my sister and my mom. And there she sat, crying and crying and crying. What my dad said was true. I spent my childhood crying. So that night I asked my father, why was I crying? And he looked at me and he said, I think you knew we didn't want you then. And it was true then. Look across the globe. 40% of all births are unwanted and unintended. Over 150 million children right now are orphaned and abandoned. The second leading cause of death among the young is suicide, with hundreds of thousands of people taking their lives each year. What has happened to you? I don't know if you were an unintended child, unplanned, unwanted, unwelcome. I don't know if you were a child born by violence, by force, or by accident. But I do know the circumstance of your birth can never reduce or remove your worth and value in the sight of God. In Psalm 139, the psalmist spoke to our creator. He said in verse 15, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. You are a work of art. We cannot compare you with any other creation because you were to be master over all creation. You are created in the image 
and likeness of God, to resemble God in everything that makes him who he is, to represent him in everything he stands for, to rule, act, plan, and be one with God. You were created to live by design, not by default. Yes, this is God's plan for you, whether man planned for you or not. This is God's will and intention for your life, whether any man intended you or not. Tell your neighbor, you were created to live by design, not by default. But so often today, we judge ourselves, we limit ourselves, we determine the level we should reach based on how others treat us, what others have done to us, the situation we grew up under, and the environment we found ourselves in. We ask, can any good thing come from an unwelcome beginning? And this will lead us to today's message, the unwelcome beginning. Look around the world today. We may say that 70% of all successful people were unintended children. Look into the lives of your presidents, your leaders, influential people today, and you will find an unwelcome beginning. How many first wandered as illegals, refugees, homeless, addicts, and prostitutes? How many climbed the ladder of success from the pit of hopelessness and obscurity? How many were unintended children? Ask your leaders and they will tell you. Today, let us ask Joseph and let's understand what really happened to Joseph. In Genesis 37, we see that Joseph was one of 12 sons. But after a fight with his brothers, he was kicked out of his house. We remember his father's last words. My son is dead to me. This was to make Joseph a victim of a broken home. Sold on the market, Joseph was driven across the desert and forced to labor in a foreign land. This was to make Joseph a victim of trafficking. Inside the house one afternoon, Joseph was attacked by a woman and forced to run to the streets naked. This was to make Joseph a victim of domestic violence. Imprisoned for a crime he did not commit, he was abandoned for years in the prison cell. This was to make Joseph a victim of the system. Satan's whole aim is to make you his victim. He works to offend you, to lie against you, to draw you to sin and trap you to eternal ruin. And he's using the circumstance of your birth as a bait. And today the home, which is meant to be a shelter of provision and protection and growth, where we learn to give and receive love, is often the root of our pain. Make no mistake about it, the devil takes delight in inflicting pain on people. He wants you to curse God while under trial 
pain and affliction and be numbered among those abandoned to the grave. He wants you to cry out as the psalmist did in Psalms 88, verse three to five. The psalmist said, I am overwhelmed with troubles and my life draws near to death. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like one without strength. I am set apart with the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, who are cut off from your care. Pain distorts our vision and brings us to view God and ourselves in a bad light. But the truth that brought Joseph out of pain was the realization that his success was on the other side of shame and scorn. His future was on the other side of fear and failure. Joseph rightly discovered that a man without a situation is a man without future. For the position of influence must begin with suffering. Let me say that again for those of us who didn't like what we heard. The position of influence must begin with suffering. Ask Daniel about the teeth of the lion. Who are those waiting to devour you? Ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego about the flames and the heat. What hell were you pushed into? What attack are you facing? Oh, is your life free from attack? Then your future is doubtful, worrisome. For the Bible says the road to a successful future is not a bed of roses. There will be trials, temptations, and tribulations. Why? Because you are on God's agenda and many things that look like an abortion of God's plan for you often end up being the road to its fulfillment. What did Jesus say in Matthew 7? He said, enter by the narrow gates, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to eternal life, and only a few find it. This is the sign that you are on the right road. This is the sign there is a successful future for you. Tell your neighbor, your success is on the other side of shame and scorn. Look at your life. The circumstances of your birth were enough to prevent you from coming into this world. You were once a tiny embryo. You survived. Look how great you have become today. Satan wanted to destroy God's creation, but because he could not, he's now trying to destroy your perception of that creation, your perception of yourself, of who God is, and who God created you to be. This is where the counterfeit comes in. You see, many found themselves on the streets, 
because they were given birth to in difficulty, in abject poverty, in pain. These are the arguments Satan uses to make people question the challenges in their families, in their relationships, in their lives. The pain that comes as a result of unfavorable situations soon produces bitterness, hatred, anxiety, and desperation. Satan then uses that pain to change perceptions. And mothers look at their children and see only their attacker, their lost dreams, their frustrations. Hearts close, love is lost, and another child is rejected. There was a deliverance that took place in the Synagogue Church of All Nations. You may remember it from Emmanuel TV. A young woman came to the service, and during the course of the prayer, an evil spirit began to violently manifest from within. It said it was Lucifer. It said it had destroyed her life and her family completely. When asked how it entered, it said it happened the day she was born when her father looked at her for the first time in the hospital room and realized she was not a male child. That ugly spirit entered as her father spoke these words to her. I reject you. With so many negative situations and disappointments around us, it would be easy to believe that a change in our family would change our life. A change in our spouse would increase our joy, and a change of environment would change our situation. Yet we would soon discover that we were left with shadows, not with substance. And the cycle of life just continues with no real change. This is the case of Joseph's brothers. They tried to sell him off as a counterfeit, a slave, someone they said, had no value or worth, believing that the position in their family would rise and their fortunes would increase. But rather than rise, their positions fell as their father's whole attention was then given to Joseph. In Genesis 37, verse 35, the Bible says that all of Jacob's sons and daughters came to comfort him but he refused. He said, no, this father of 12 sons said, I will continue to mourn until I join my son in the grave. Their fortunes also fell as they were almost wiped out by a famine. In Genesis 42, Jacob tells his sons, I hear there's grain in Egypt. Go down and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. They came to the brink of extinction. It is time now for us to ask ourselves questions. No, when will I get a promotion? No, not when will I drive a new car? No, not where is the new house I will one day move into? No, where are the children we have rejected? Look around society today, you will find them there. They are the young people moving from one bad habit to the next. 
They're the drug addict moving from one rehab to another. They're the prostitute seeking an embrace from anyone willing to pay. They're the criminal locked in the cell. The child you rejected because of your past, because of their behavior, because of conflict, has become a thief, a terrorist, a criminal. Are we better off now that they are worse? Have we risen since their fall? One thing we must know, you who say there was a conflict, conflict is a trap of detraction. Satan uses conflict to break our focus on our assignment. What is our assignment, you ask? There is a popular adage that says, a mother cannot forget the child on her back. Have you forgotten your child? This is what Satan wants to achieve in your life. You say, they're out of control. They don't listen to me. They're disturbing my peace. They're too far gone. But the Bible says, don't reject anyone on account of today. Tomorrow is a mystery. Tell your neighbor, don't reject anyone on account of today. Tomorrow is a mystery. Rejecting them is rejecting their strength. To abandon them is to abandon their strength. Don't wait for them to come to their senses. Find them. Bring them back to the fold. Your effort will bring them back to their senses. Tell your neighbor, your efforts will bring them back to their senses. As we think on these things, I would like to borrow someone's phone. Thank you, sir. Now, this is the phone of today. But they say a man named Bell invented the telephone. Ever since, we keep recreating different versions of that phone. This is one of them. You can see the lights in the ceiling. They say a man named Edison invented the light bulb. Ever since, we keep recreating different versions of that bulb. These are some of them. How many of us took a flight to join us today? They say the Wright brothers got one of the first planes off the ground. Ever since, we keep recreating different versions of that plane. You flew on one of them. But where are the new ideas? Where are the new inventions? We keep running out of ideas. And the cycle of life just continues in this world and there is no change. Why? There is an undiscovered destiny on the inside, covered by a counterfeit. Mothers, fathers, look for your children and bring them back. The thorn in your flesh today may be your savior, I mean your breadwinner 
tomorrow. Unintended, unwelcome children always become breadwinners. Those who once disturbed your peace may be the very one to lay you to rest. For those of you who say you have no children or you've already lost your child, realize this. When people ask, why does nothing good ever happen to me? Maybe you are the good that needs to happen to someone else. Ask your neighbor, why does nothing good ever happen to me? Now answer your neighbor, maybe you are the good that needs to happen to someone else. There are many motherless children out there, orphaned, abandoned, rejected. They are motherless so that you could be their mother. They are fatherless so that you could be their father. Find them and bring them back for a comeback, a return to a point of significance. Bring them back for a comeback, a return to a place that was lost for a period of time. Where are the children we have rejected? A mother once looked at her newborn son with his entire future before him and named him Pain. In 1 Chronicles 4 verse 9, it says, his mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Satan wanted to trade Jabez's true potential for a life of failure and bring his family to view him as worthless. Satan wanted to sell Jabez off as a counterfeit and forfeit the destiny God had for him. But in verse 10, this unwanted child cried out to the God of Israel. He said, Father, bless me indeed. You are all that I need. Expand my horizon beyond what I see. Put your hand upon me and keep me from evil. And God granted his request. Contempt can humiliate one. Rejection, false accusation, hatred can humiliate one. But Jabez realized his success was on the other side of that contempt. To the people of the world, rejection and contempt are a poison that kills man's zeal to move forward. But to the child of God, they're a driving force to a higher aspiration. As verse 10 earlier says, Jabez was more honorable than all his brothers. He became best among equals. To the unintended, unwelcome child, gold is never valued until it's tested. So walk through the furnace, spend the night in the den. Human character is tested by the fire of rejection, just as gold is tested by fire. You are gold. Don't let anybody's treatment of you change your perception of you, of the God who created you and the purpose you were created for. Rise up and let the world know who you are. 
unintended child, let other children have hope. As Jesus himself gave us hope in the book of Luke chapter 22, when he said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you, but I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Whatever your beginning, remember, the beginner is not the owner, but the finisher. I pray that you may finish in faith, in Jesus' name. Amen. And may God bless his words to our heart today, in Jesus' name.